Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Espresso Jams. I'm so glad you're here. Today, I'm talking with Mike Beverly. Now, Mike is a former educator, which is a good background because today he is a health and wellness coach. Welcome to the show, Mike. Well, thank you, Joe. It's my pleasure to uh, to be with you today and uh, happy to be a part of your uh, your broadcast. Well, it's great to be here. And uh, you and I met some time ago, but you know what? To be honest, I forget where that was. Do you remember where we met? We uh, we met on LinkedIn. Uh, I, I reached out to you and uh, we, we did a Zoom so that we could learn more about one another. And, uh, you know, and it was just uh, amazing. As I'd mentioned to you before we started today, uh, uh, I've mentioned some of your exploits, like uh, going to Mount Kilimanjaro, which is, you know, uh, on my bucket list now. You got me so intrigued about it. <laughs> I put it on, put it on my bucket list. So, so that was pretty, uh, pretty interesting to uh, to hear about your exploits. And that's, the, but we did connect on LinkedIn. Okay, so that's where it was. Very good. You're listening to Espresso Jams, short, concentrated, delicious conversations about business, technology, and entrepreneurship. If you're just starting out on your business adventure or you're a seasoned business professional, I'm sure you'll find value in these short conversations. Espresso Jams is brought to you by Apexable, providing the tools, insights, and transformative structures to help you reach your business summit. I'm your host, Joe Matz. Let's get started. We're going to get into what you're doing now and, and the transformation you provide for your clients, Mike. But I'd like to know how it is that you became a health and wellness coach. Well, let, let's start with this. What were you doing before you were a health and wellness coach? Well, as you know, I have a pretty diverse background, Joe. I was a band teacher uh, for a number of years at a, a number of different schools, mostly in the Southeast. I started in a small rural town in Southwest Virginia and uh, moved down to North Carolina. And while I was in North Carolina uh, teaching band there, I was recruited to go to the University of South Carolina as a graduate teaching assistant. And part of that uh, benefit of being a graduate teaching assistant was I got to go to do my master's degree for free. And I got paid a small stipend to basically <laughs> to basically be uh, assistant band director at the University of South Carolina for very little money, but <laughs> a lot of hours. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but all of my education, all of my textbooks, everything was free, and I ended up uh, achieving the master's degree there, receiving that, and I put thirty extra hours. Uh, over and above my master's degree toward a doctorate degree, which I didn't complete, but I had I'd done it as part of the free education. Uh, we uh, we used to call it slavery on on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was a, a wonderful experience. And I got to be around the university there for a few years. And hmm. it was just is wonderful and gave me a lot of insight into what I would do when I ultimately went back to teaching band in the public schools. Okay, so how long did you do that? 
I, I did it uh, between the, the the years at the University of South Carolina and the public school, and then I did seven year stint all together. Seven year stint in a Christian school, but all together around twenty years. Okay, okay. So that's um that you know I I, I can't picture a, a a band coach going into health and wellness. Um, being a teacher helps, right? Being a teacher sure. certainly sure. helps. Um, yeah. And dealing with a lot of kids and, and transferring information from your mind to their mind, I'm sure, is, is a big thing. And a lot of what you do now. What What was the inspiration that that inspired you to be a health and wellness coach? Well, it was it was more a health crisis that uh, kind of motivated me because I certainly wasn't. Uh, sitting around thinking, okay, what am I going to do when my 22-year-old traditional school fundraising business, I I transitioned out of teaching band into being a fundraising representative because as a music teacher, band teacher, we had to raise money by selling candies. We had to sell, you know, uh, food products, anything and everything, car washes, you know, bake sales, everything to raise money for trips uniforms, um, just music, you know, because most school systems do not provide enough money in their budgets to provide all those things. So I had to do it. And so I got recruited into that, that industry. So, so in 2020, after having our own successful fundraising company that had provided a, a really amazing income for our family, um, And you know what happened in 2020? All the schools shut down. And we lost 95% of our business that year. Uh, All the while that was going on in March 2020, I had a major health crisis due to some internal bleeding where I lost. They had estimated when I got into the emergency room, 55% of my blood. They'd done the work, the blood workup, and they said, you're down a minimum of 55% of your blood. And so... I was not breathing very well. I, I was in and out of consciousness. And so uh, so I was in the hospital and they couldn't stop it. And turns out the bleeding was caused by a blood thinner that I was prescribed a few months back that has now been taken off the market because it had it has caused so many fatalities. And I came darn near being one of them. Yeah, at 55% of blood. Yeah, yeah you lost a lot. So, yeah. So any any rate, uh, they couldn't they couldn't stop it. Mysteriously, the third night I'm in the hospital, the blood the bleeding stopped. Well, I have a theory about who stopped it. Okay, it, it was it was not the traditional medical establishment that that helped with that. So when I did get out of the hospital, I was so anemic I couldn't function. I was sleeping around the clock. I mean, literally some days, 24 hours. One day I went to bed on a Thursday, 4.30 p.m. I woke up the next day, Friday, 6.30 p.m., 26 hours. So uh, that was happening over about a week or 10 days, and I was becoming a little depressed. I I truly felt that I I would not live. I was going to die. And I happened to be in a mastermind coaching program with very some very successful uh, people all over the country 
and an author friend of mine had invited me on and I told my story about what had happened. And a gentleman who happens to be from your state who lives in Fayetteville, North Carolina, uh, told me about a new health technology that he said, I think will help you. And uh, sure enough, literally within five days of using this new breakthrough technology that had really helped his wife and saved her life a few years prior, uh, literally turned my health around. In five days, I was up, went downstairs for the first time in well over a week, uh, and, you know, was walking around, you know, being up instead right. of being, you know, horizontal, hmm. uh, you know, uh, so it was just purely, uh, it was a godsend, actually, yeah. Joe, it really was. Um, so I, I kept, kept using it, kept using it, kept feeling better weekend, every week and day in and day out, I kept feeling better. And when I went in for blood work five weeks later, the doctors and the technicians could not believe that my hemoglobin was normal because they told me it could take six months, possibly longer to get it back to normal levels. But in five weeks, it was perfect and blew their minds. And quite frankly, I was not shocked because I felt so amazing. I felt like I had more energy in five weeks of using this technology than I'd had in decades. And uh, and now I'll be 70 in June, six months from now. And I had blood work about three months ago. They told me I had the blood work of a 25 year old. <laughs> but that's but awesome. I, I feel that way. You know, yeah. I'm I'm out riding my bike up and down hills for eight miles, doing doing 100 sit ups, 50 push ups, you know, and just doing things that I even I couldn't even do before the, the challenge that I went through. So I, I feel very blessed. And so then when some other family members of mine <clears throat> started having some amazing results, um, I, I just I started telling everybody that I knew about it. Yeah. And they started having amazing results. Okay. So that's kind of how it didn't it wasn't a plan. It wasn't a plan. I'm, I'm beginning to to get this picture, Mike, that there was a series of happy coincidences. Now, some of those were not very happy coincidences, like 55% of your blood being being lost. But be, going to, getting in South, to the school in South Carolina, having the free education. I remember my college days, I lived on ramen noodles. You know, we used to get five for a buck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but, and I, but I got the education. So you got the education and and then you you got other opportunities and you needed to raise money. So you you started doing that. You kind of went along with the flow and did what you had to do because of things that either either happened to you or situations that you were in. I, I think it's fascinating that you were raising money for your own students. And then all of a sudden you are now helping many schools raise money for students. Is, is that correct? Is that? That's, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you know, you mentioned the ramen noodles. I, uh, <laughs> because the stipend, you know, I told you that we were, we were working uh, slavery, <laughs> slavery, free education, uh, slavery for education. We were, we were, it was a big joke because after they took the taxes out of our two week paycheck, we netted, there were three of us that were in similar positions 
with the band at the University of South Carolina. Our net take home every two weeks was $144.44. $144.44. You know, my apartment rent was like $400 a month. So, <laughs> so with, without teaching some, some students private lessons on the side, there, there, was, there was no budget for food, you know, beyond that. So, so at any rate, it was, it was, <laughs> it was interesting. Uh, I, I don't know that I ate, ever ate ramen noodles, but I did eat a lot of Campbell's tomato soup and grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> That's it. I remember me and my, my buddies one time, we, we pulled our money together and we bought a 50 pound bag of potatoes because it, it was relatively cheap. Oh man, we ate potatoes for two or three weeks straight. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot you can do with the, that bag of potatoes. That's sure. right. Well, we we tried to do everything we could. Believe me. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. What a so, good story. So, it's it's interesting now. Now that you are an entrepreneur, do you do you see anything in your past that may have may have been an indication that one day you were going to have your own business? Well, um, and, you know, that, uh, that too, I, I was working for a school fundraising company that was headquartered in Indiana, and they had reps all over the country, and I just happened to be the, the rep for Central Florida. And five years into that, they went belly up, closed their doors unannounced in the middle of the summer, you know, when uh, there were no schools <laughs> open. So it was, it was, it was tough. So all of a sudden I went from having a pretty nice income after a five year stint with that company to having none. And I interviewed with several other companies and decided that if I was going to do continue doing this type of work, I would do it for myself and literally started it in a, in a bedroom and in my garage of my home here in central Florida mm -hmm. and, and grew it to where we had uh, several representatives in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, and here in central Florida, we had a lot, but uh, that's, I, I ended up being a business owner because another company that I'd started with went belly up and okay. left me holding the bag. And so I just, you know, went for it. And yeah. it was not easy. It was not fun. I mean, we were living on credit cards for at least a year to get that thing off the ground, mm -hmm. but, uh, but then it paid off in the long run. So, so I was kind of, kind of like this health crisis that <clears throat> geared me toward this direction now in my life, that company going belly up led me to start my own business at that point. Would you like to get in front of more of your ideal clients and at the same time build your brand and create evergreen content? Well, you can do that with podcast guesting. This very moment, you're listening to a podcast that may have been published today or three weeks ago or three years ago. In a very real sense, you're engaging with the speakers, hopefully enjoying yourself and learning something new at the same time. And you're getting to know the guests and how they help their clients, their customers, and the problems that they solve. You may even be their ideal client and want to learn more about them and download one of their free resources you can find in the show notes or maybe even become a client of theirs. See, when you're a guest on a podcast, you will enjoy that same kind of engagement 
it is perhaps the easiest, most cost-effective way to get in front of new audiences. Learn how you can be a guest on the right podcast and engage with your ideal clients with the free resources available at gapologist.com. Yeah, well, you know what the, the Chinese translation of crisis is, right? No. <laughs> it's um, opportunity. Well, that's that's true. Uh, <laughs> yes. They, all wow. the all the while, I was going through this health crisis and discovered this amazing health technology. Uh, our other business that was really very doing very well, thriving, we lost ninety five percent of it at the same time. All the while, this was happening. So you're right that that crisis created this opportunity. So yes, it, and it's it's you know I think of the journey and. And I think your journey exemplifies this, that building a business and being an entrepreneur and getting to that level of success, it's like climbing a mountain. And when I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, there was one day we didn't gain elevation. We lost elevation. We started up high and then we, we started higher than we finished the day. And it was like, man. Wow. We've been climbing for days, and now this one day we're, we're, we're actually going down instead of up. And the entrepreneurial journey, some days are like that, where you, you've got to climb down before you can go up. And it's, it's the way the mountain is when you're climbing a mountain. But when you're an entrepreneur, it's the way life is. It's the way that business is. There are, there are, there are good times. There are not so good times. I, I, that's how I like to call them. But you keep going. You keep going, you learn, you keep going, you adjust, and you keep going. And, you know, you, you, you were in a business for five years and doing well. So you obviously had knowledge, experience, and expertise that you were able to leverage when you started your own business. That's true. That's true. So, so what, what did you do back then in the beginning that if you could do it over again, you would do differently. Oh wow! You know, I've thought I've often thought about that. That's a great question. Uh, I I don't know. Maybe maybe I would have taken a little time and you know tried to write a business plan and do things like that. But you know, I literally was in survival mode. Mm -hmm. So uh, when you when you think about having you know, I, even though I was on commission, I, I had a, a weekly commission draw that was in my commission account. And that came every Friday. It was like clockwork. That was in the mailbox every Friday. And all of a sudden, the I go to get the mail on Friday and says, oh, by the way, this will be your last check because we've just closed the doors. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then this, this is July, okay? July, when there's no schools open, so I, I can't go do any business, you know, at that point. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do? So the first first reaction was to go interview with other companies. Mm, right. uh, and, and I was very welcome in the door because I had become a good a high producing sales rep for that company. So so I, I had multiple offers. But, you know, the more I thought about it and the more I I was kind of really analyzing the owners of those companies as to will they will they do what this other company did? Will will they exit unannounced? 
will they make decisions that will impact me and my family? So, so I was doing a lot of analysis and as far as, am I going to put my future, you know, at, you know, I was probably mid thirties at the time this happened and, you know, had a family and just bought a home a couple of years prior with a pretty sizable mortgage. Uh, and so was I going to depend on someone else for my financial stability and future? And in the end, after going through that about a month, month and a half, I said, no, I'm just going to, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it for myself. So, so when you think about this, Joe, a, a semi-truck pulls into a subdivision where you never see a semi-truck and we're unloading pallet after pallet of chocolate candy bars to go into my home to be stored in the air conditioner in the house, not in the garage, because this is Florida now. As you <laughs> So, so we're unloading this chocolate candy into our living room. And after about a week of that chocolate candy being in our house, when you open the door, it smelled like a chocolate factory. Okay. So, so what I would do, what I would do is I had a, a small little Toyota uh, Tercel with a hatchback. I would put 30, 40, 50 boxes of that chocolate in the, in the back of my Toyota Tercel. I would go to a daycare center. This is literally how I started that business. Mm. I would go to daycare centers and I'd say, Mr. Owner, Mrs. Owner, do you have a drop off in income in the summer because you lose children during the summer? Oh, yeah. We have a lot of teachers that leave our kids here and we lose about half our income. How would you like to make up another thousand or two thousand dollars in the next two weeks? How do you do that? Hold on. I go back to my car and I'd start bringing in the chocolate. And until they told me to stop bringing it in, I kept bringing it in. <laughs> okay. And literally, literally, I sold that truckload of chocolate candy in about eight weeks doing exactly that. Now, it was not fun and it was hot, but I'm telling you, it, it got us through the first three or four months of not having income uh. from, from my old business. So... I, I would have liked to have not had to do that, you know, but bottom line is I, I've always been just kind of like my father, uh, do whatever you had to do to make it happen, you know, and and you can't really plan that much ahead. I, I don't know if I, spending time doing a business plan at that point would have been <laughs> any value to me. But, well, but I think you did. Maybe you did have a plan. It was sell chocolate. <laughs> well, that was exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. So you yeah. you take that from the beginnings there with nothing, right. you know, and 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 I mean it wasn't a whole lot of business. It was enough to keep us afloat for a few months. But you know, to go to seven or eight years later, where we're bringing in three point three million annually, you know, in a business that we started from that that was the beginnings of that business, you know, to you know, where we were seven, eight years later right. to, you know, where it was until 2020, uh, 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 a very, very huge income for our family to literally losing 95% of it because of COVID. Right. So, uh, yeah. And, and then you, you got sick and, and you went on a different path. And I, I could see you're really passionate about what you do now. And, and the transformation you you bring to families, um, so 
today, what is your superpower that you employ to do what you do? My, my superpower is, uh, is, is, is my health is, is, is initiated by what happened to me hmm. and, and how I've transitioned my health and, you know, at almost 70 years old to be as vital and as energetic and have as much energy as I have. My superpower is uh, mentoring, coaching and teaching other people about the importance of that at whatever age. I mean, I, I've spoken to 31 year old cancer survivors. It's hard to believe someone at that age has had to go through that. But, you know, there's a lot of uh, adolescent cancer. Uh, sure. situation right sure. so to so to work with people that have dealt with that you know and and to share with them how they can be more vital no matter what stage of life they're in but you know one of one of the uh, one, one of the real aha moments early on after I started telling people about this especially you know a family member of mine who'd been suffering with migraines for 25 years and I think I might have had two major sinus headaches to, to the point I couldn't get out of bed. It was so painful, mm. but she, she was having migraines so bad. She couldn't get out of bed two or three days a week. And in 60 days of using this technology that turned my health around, she stopped having migraines. And, and so to see that and to, to see that, you know, she has a life again, she couldn't keep a job because of that challenge. So she became a real estate agent. And then on those days when she had horrible migraines, you just say, hey, Johnny, would you go show that house for me? I, I can't get out of bed today. So she had to do that career. And it even it even stifled that career for her. But now, I mean, it's it's really rewarding. So my, my superpower, I think, is my passion, Joe, mm -hmm. about what this technology can offer other people, whether they're, you know, Young, like I mentioned, the 31-year-old or, you know, another person that's in their 80s that was dealing with some, some really bad skin issues that, that was from damaged cells, which, you know, we, we don't like to talk about the big C word a lot so much, but that's what it was. Mm. Um, any rate, uh, to just anyone. But, but as I was mentioning, a big aha moment came when I spoke with a competitive athlete that is a national champion Ironman. And she's also a naturopathic doctor here in Central Florida. And I asked her if she had heard of this technology. She said, oh, yeah, I've been using it for five years. That blew my mind. Why someone that's as athletic as she is and is competitive, I mean, a national champion, Ironman, for anyone that doesn't know what an Ironman is, I mean, you're familiar with it. You, you've got to be in shape. You've got oh, to be in multiple shapes. <laughs> it's just, trust me, because you it's multi—it's it's in multidisciplinary to do an Ironman. It, it's absolutely yeah. amazing. Yes, yeah, like a two-point-two-mile swim, a hundred-twelve-mile bike ride, ride, and a full marathon, yeah. all in one day. Right. All in one day, and she's she's a national champion. Has won that national championship in her age bracket, mm. and and I asked her why would she be using it. She said, "Oh, Mike." This helps me perform better. I cut off 30 minutes of my best competitive time when I was 28. I'm 50 now. And, and that really got my attention to how 
not only is it going to help people with me, like me with health challenges or my sister-in-law with, you know, chronic migraines, but a competitive athlete that wants to perform better, have more stamina, right. more re- your quicker recovery time and all of that. So, so it's, it's been, uh, it's been truly, truly a life changing journey. And this is the, the most interesting thing that's happened to me. I've got a friend of mine. He and I started teaching exactly the same year, 1975. <laughs> Probably a lot of your listeners weren't even born. That's possible. Yes. <laughs> 1975. He just retired. He just retired after 40 two years of teaching. And I said, John, what are you going to do? He said, absolutely nothing. I'm going to sit on my butt, watch TV all day. And I said, well, how is your wife going to react to that after, say, three months? He said, I don't care. I deserve it. You know, I've worked hard. I said, no question you've worked hard. If you've stayed in education 42 years, you deserve a lot of rewards. But I wouldn't prescribe that one, that one. And I said, you know, friend to friend, my opinion, John, that's a prescription for an early grave. He said, oh, Mike, you're crazy. You know, he, <laughs> I said, and he asked me, he says, when are you going to retire? Aren't you? You know, we're, we're both 69 years old. We're exactly the same age. I said, well, if I had to put a date on it or an age, probably 95. Hmm. And he, he just laughed and thought it was crazy. I said, why would I stop doing what I'm doing, having fun, helping people feel better, look better? And, you know, enjoying life more. Why would I stop doing that? You know, I mean, maybe I will stop before 95, but that's kind of the target. You know, I I think doing what you love, if you do what you love and enjoy and are passionate about, you you never work a day in your life. Right? That's exactly right. I I, I definitely see that in you, Mike. And that's, you know, I'm I'm glad to see that. It makes me happy. More people being happy and doing what they love, I think, is better for everyone. I think it just raises the vibration in the world. Amen. Amen. So, Mike, do you have any anything you in in the last minute or so you'd like to leave our our listeners with? I I would just say uh, just like one of, you know, I've, I've I've do a podcast now, as you know, you and I chatted about. Uh, in one of my episodes, I talked about having an open mind to alternative methods of healing and wellness. Hmm. Just keep an open mind. You don't have to avail yourself of them, but at least keep an open mind about them because there are so many opportunities and so many modalities and technologies available that are all natural that are not drug related or pharmaceutical that you can avail yourselves of. And like I said, whether you want to avail yourself of them or not, just be open-minded to learn about them Uh, because there are some amazing people. I mean, I've spoken with so many medical doctors that are now leaving that profession to become functional or integrative medicine practitioners or concierge medicine practice practitioners and they they are realizing that the the be all give all just come in and write a prescription and send the patient on his way is not real true health and wellness no that's that's working on disease that's curing disease and not working on creating health 
Exactly. And, exactly. I, and I think that's where the secret is. And I see that's what you're doing. You're creating health to keep people from disease. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's awesome. Do you have any, any free gifts for our listeners or? I do. I do. Oh. I have, I have a free ebook that if people will go to uh, my website at uh, Mike, uh, www.mikebeverly.life. Uh, there's a free download, the ultimate guide to health and wellness. And then it's not only that, but then there's a bonus a section of that. So it's a multi-page ebook that's available for all your listeners. And, uh, um, you know, they can reach out to me either through LinkedIn or through my website, again, mikebeverly.life and okay. uh, download that free ebook. And, uh, and then if you'd like to uh, connect with me to hear more details about this uh, amazing technology that I've discovered, I'm happy to schedule a, a, a free 30-minute uh, consult with you to go over that and share as much information as you'd like to know about uh, during that time. Super. And we will have all of that information in the show notes. So I know sometimes it's it's tough to spell names, but we'll have it in the show notes. So it'll be easy to find. And I would encourage everyone listening here to reach out to Mike. He's a great guy, fun to talk with, uh, very, very nice. And he is not a hard sales guy. He's He will provide you the information and then you, you make the decision. Yes. Very good. Yeah. Mike, it has been a pleasure having you on Espresso Jams. Well, I, I love the opportunity to be on. I just love the title of your show. <laughs> Thank you. One of the coolest, coolest titles uh, that I've run across. So uh, that's that's really cool. How did you come up with that name, Joe? Oh, my gosh. Well, I like espresso. And okay. the, the, and it's a jam. I mean, it's it's a jam. We're jamming here. We're jamming out. We're having a conversation yeah, jamming yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you are, I didn't ask you when we had our initial Zoom if you're an old musician. I am not. I, I learned early on I'm much better at listening to music than actually making music. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Very good, Mike. Hey, once again, thank you so much. Joe, thank you. And you have a, a wonderful holiday season. Thank you, sir. You too. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Espresso Jams. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on your preferred channel and never miss another episode. If you'd like more business tips on technology, entrepreneurship, and doing better, you can find me on LinkedIn at Joe Matz, that's J-O-E-M-A-T-Z, or go to my website, apexable.com, that's apex-able.com. I'm your host, Joe Matz, wishing you an awesome day.